0: Anarchism.
1: A social philosophy which aims at the emancipation economic, social, political and spiritual of the human race. Anarchism is not bombs, disorder or chaos. It is not robbery or murder. It is not a war of each against all.
0: Anarchism is the very opposite of all that. Find out for yourself. Tune into Subversion 1312.
1: Live Tuesdays 9 to 10 p.m.
0: on 4 triple z 102.1 FM or streaming 4 triple z.org.au.
1: Podcasts and related content available at subversion1312.org and channel 0 network.com. Conclusion? We stand for anarchy, anti capitalism, anti racism. Anti-authoritarianism, internationalism,
0: autonomy, direct democracy, ecology, self-organization, solidarity, anti-fascism, anti-neoliberalism,
1: anti-nationalism, atheism, equality, and freedom. Where did you get this?
2: Your friendly neighborhood anarchist.
3: More of an anarchist no militant. People involved in social
1: struggles than everybody else. Uh, people have been waiting for some content. Radio show. The final straw, and no, I'm willing to get enough. The final straw, radio.noblogs.org. If you're listening, you are the
4: resistance.
0: Leaves you lonely. Times are western than sad, the- the
1: For Triple Z 102.1 FM, Claude the anarchist dog is wanting to have something to say. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a voice on the radio, unlike many, many people in the community who can have a voice on the radio for Triple Z. You're listening to Subversion 1312, the anarchy show. My name is Linda, and on tonight's show, I did an interview today, which I'm going to play with a woman from the sex worker advocacy group, Respect. Also, I'm going to be talking about Peter Dutton, and uh, hopefully putting another nail in his coffin. And yeah, there's also events in Australia, in Brisbane, for... International Women's Day, as well, including one actually on Friday night, somewhere near the Rumpers Room in West End. Yesterday was International Sex Worker Rights Day. I spoke to Alina Jeffries, who is is a doctor of political science and international studies, and a sex worker. She travelled from Townsville to be involved. In activities, the group respect is having this week because of International Sex Worker Rights Day. I spoke to her today, and first of all, I asked her about respect. I'm rolling my R's. I'm trying to practice rolling my R's. Respect.
2: Oh, my name's Eleanor Jeffrey. Um, I'm a sex worker here in Queensland. And I'm currently the State Coordinator at Respect Incorporated, which is a statewide sex worker organisation. And we have offices in Gold Coast, Brisbane, Cairns, and Townsville.
1: Can you tell me some more about what Respect does?
2: Yeah, so Respect Inc. is an autonomous sex worker organisation. We are sex worker only. We're fully independently incorporated. Uh, We have a membership structure, and anyone who is a current or past sex worker is welcome to join Respect. And then once a year, we elect a nine-person board, and that board has affirmative action for a few different roles as well. So we always make sure we have a male spokesperson, a trans spokesperson. There's affirmative action for someone from non-English speaking background and there's affirmative action for people who are from regional areas that are more than 200 kilometres from one of our offices. At our offices, we have sex workers' safer space drop-ins most days of the week. So sex workers can come in, um, have a cup of coffee, talk about issues, pick up supplies, do workshops, do skillshare, do networking, and we also do uh, policy advocacy. So every six months we tell the government what we think is going on with sex worker issues across Queensland, we draw broadly from what sex workers have told us during that period and we also uh, have input into broader HIV and STI policy from a sex worker perspective. And at the moment, we're also running a law reform campaign. A group of volunteer sex workers have set up a subcommittee using the Respect Infrastructure. And that volunteer subcommittee has been um, working really hard for for over a year to raise the profile of what the laws are in Queensland and what the laws we would like them to be. And what we want is for a decriminalisation ...of sex work, full decriminalisation of sex workers, ourselves, our clients and third parties associated with sex work.
1: What's the difference between legal brothels and what you're saying is criminalised?
2: 30 years ago, when the Fitzgerald Inquiry reported here in Queensland... they found that there'd been systemic corruption in relation to police... ...and the operation of brothels and sex work in Queensland... In 1999, the Beattie government brought in what's like a boutique licensing regime for certain brothels of a certain shape and size are allowed to apply. Um, It costs about 30 grand to apply for a license for them to be able to open and run as a maximum five room, eight sex workers on premises at any time, full service brothel and so we have about 20 of those in Queensland at the moment and uh, they're all in South East Queensland except for one and so that caters for a really specific kind of sex work and then everyone else in Queensland is not covered by the licensing regime so private workers, co-op workers, massage parlours everything including BDSM salons, no one else Um, is permitted to obtain a licence within that system and the what we're campaigning for with full decriminalisation is to remove the onerous licensing system and police regulation and and to let us be regulated by existing laws existing workplace relation laws um, current industrial relation laws, we want to be regulated and have the same recourse to justice like any other worker in Queensland, whereas at the moment um, we don't have access to any kind of justice. In fact, we're the ones being prosecuted.
1: There's companies and it's legal, isn't it, that they say there's people available for escorts and there's websites for that?
2: Uh, uh, If you work as an individual, you are meant to, by the law, work completely alone. You're not able to share overheads or... with another worker. We're not legally allowed to text another worker about the escort booking we're going to, what the address is and and when it's finished and who the client was. I mean, all the kind of stuff that you'd do for safety with any kind of work that involves going to someone else's premises. In Queensland, we're meant as individual workers to do it completely alone. So while it is within the boundaries of the law to advertise on an escort, site, it's not, we're not allowed to do those other basic safety strategies that anyone who's an individual worker or contract worker would expect to be able to do in their day-to-day work.
1: What I'm also wondering about is the, the difference between male sex workers and female sex workers, the difference in how they're perceived by the public.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely true that the stereotype of what a sex worker is, is quite limited in people's minds to... Six genders, women, generally under 30 and of a certain body type, um, and a certain socioeconomic status. Um, but actually the truth couldn't be more different. The sex industry is quite diverse. There are male sex workers in Queensland. There are also transgender and non binary sex workers in Queensland. Um, so yeah, the industry is, is quite diverse. Um, and I think a lot of that diversity gets lost in the kind of stereotyping of who we are, um, and that really that, it really, that stereotyping really works against understanding us as a diverse community that um, uh, has a whole bunch of needs that aren't being filled by the police activity against
1: sex workers. You're listening to 4 Z, the Anarchy Show, Subversion 1312, and... Tonight I've got an interview with Elena Jeffries who is involved in a sex worker advocacy group which is called Respect. Yesterday was International Sex Worker Rights Day and there was a an event held in King George Square. Which seek which sought to draw attention to the very real issues which affect sex workers one of which and probably a main one of which is safety so uh, that interview will continue after this song by no effects, which is called Laurie Myers. A difference in the, the laws in the different states?
2: Yeah, every state and territory in Australia has different laws in relation to sex work. It's part of the structure of the Federation of Australia that states and territories have the power to make different laws. And so we've, in Australia across each state and territory, we've literally got just about every kind of different model of sex work laws that you can imagine. We have what we've is known as licensing regime in Queensland and in Victoria um, in Queensland escorting for brothels is illegal in the Northern Territory brothels are only allowed to do escorting, they can't do on-site uh, bookings then in South Australia and Western Australia sex work is still criminalised um, by some very old laws that are more than 100 years old um, in Tasmania, they don't allow brothels, but individual private workers are allowed to work in pairs. And then in New South Wales, we have almost full decriminalisation. So if you're a procker or work in a brothel or a massage parlor or BDSM, all of that is regulated just like uh, any other job. Unfortunately, street-based sex workers um, have been singled out and uh, um, still do face a fair bit of police harassment in New South Wales. So they haven't gone all the way there, but New South Wales has got a pretty good model and we often in Queensland look to New South Wales. A lot of sex workers in Queensland travel to New South Wales for work because the working conditions are so much better.
1: So bearing that in mind, the different laws in the States in Queensland, are sex workers safer than they were years ago? And... Which laws in different states do you think would help sex workers be safer in Queensland?
2: Unfortunately, the licensing model in Queensland has led to sex workers being less safe than it was in the 80s when sex work was just out and out-criminalised, but at least the police were, um, because they were running it in a corrupt manner, there was um, some sort of stability to the industry. Um, we now have a situation where police are in a prosecutorial role all the time, um, and those the criminalisation in particular of us being able to, um, well, like we're criminalised if we work in pairs, we're criminalised if we work in groups. Um, it's definitely less safe. And it was only like a few years into the licensing model in Queensland that the Queensland government commissioned their own report to try to figure out the laws had made sex workers' lives better or worse. Very early on, um, after the licensing model had been brought in, in Queensland, the Queensland government actually commissioned a report by an academic named Anne Edwards. She, she went through, um, they did interviews and questionnaires and went through all the data and she concluded very early on that the licensing model makes sex work less safe in Queensland than it uh, sex work had been previously when it was criminalised. So we are in a situation where every single day sex workers have to choose between working safely or working legally. If we choose to implement safety tactics in our everyday work, then we're at risk of ourselves attracting a criminal charge and then also the other people in our sex worker community that we've leaned on for support, we've put them in the line of fire of police as well.
1: International Women's Day is coming up and there's been, uh, I guess, a clash between feminists who say that sex work is not something that that helps women and then feminists and sex workers who advocate for sex work and view it as a legitimate job. Can you please address those those issues that people who are against sex work have?
2: I would start by saying that the notion that sex work is inherently exploitative totally overlooks the fact that all of us in like neoliberal capitalist economies are putting ourselves in a situation so that we can earn money and that often in those environments there's potential for exploitation. There's nothing more or less exploitative about being a sex worker than any other kind of worker. However, it is the case that there are sections of anti-sex work feminists that completely overlook um, sex workers' labour needs and conveniently say it's not. they don't want to talk about it in the framework of work and industrial rights and workplace issues and labour rights. And that really puts a massive dent in um, the, the sex worker rights movement, claims and demands for decriminalisation. So, sex workers have spoken. We want police removed as regulators. Anti-sex work feminists are very much, you know, we can call them incarceral feminists. They're pro-prison and they are quite happy to see sex workers and our clients being regulated and harassed by police, um, the feminist movement really needs to move beyond the rhetoric of um, anti-sex work, um phobia, and recognise that sex workers are speaking and we are saying that it is work and it is our voices that should be the most important. We don't see it as a debate. We see it as our voices central to any questions in relation to sex work. And by turning it into a debate, it's actually a silencing mechanism to derail what we've already said and to not address the issue of labour rights.
1: I support 4ZZZ and Independent Radio because it is the right thing to do. Um, Support your local community, support the people that support you, then... (laughs) New <laughs> We just heard from the police, not the actual police, but the police, the band, of course, with Roxanne. And that was following on from the second part of my interview with Elena Jeffries, who is part of the Sex Worker Advocacy Group, RESPECT. It's interesting what Elena says about sex workers being safer in the 80s in Queensland when there was rampant corruption and uh, considering the political climate at the time. And basically, I mean, it it means that, that uh, sex worker rights and safety have gone backwards since the uh, Joby Ockie-Peterson era and just let that sink in like you know you think of it as like the the worst time in Queensland but in fact things are worse now for sex workers if you'd like to inform yourself further about sex worker rights and even the arguments around sex work being seen as work or even the arguments around This uh, feminist issue about whether or not sex work is legitimate and that women should be doing sex work as feminists, you can visit the website which is respectqld.org.au and talking about Queensland... And the 80s and corruption. I'm gonna play Police State by The Great Shame. We're on 4
0: is speaking from Manu's Prism. You are listening to Subversion 1312 and (laughs) 4ZZZ.
5: On an application for county support I practice this like a sport Met Donald Trump and he froze up Standing on his belly, yelling Pimps down, hoes up Stop trying to front off Break our ass a clump off We, we gon' stop the world up. Make y'all motherfuckers jump off Watch me chunk off Molotovs damn bricks Mr. Bailiff, you can put that in his transcripts Is you a have or you a have not? Huh? When you run out of bullets grab rocks, and throw ham hocks, cause the dope to the pen slam locks. It don't open when your fam knocks, less you rich in half stocks. I eat my dinner out of spam box, they carry cash up in glad locks. This is for them babies with them empty plates, this is that shit that the popos hate. This is that shit that the popos hate, when we talking to us folks and they love and relate. Shaking in the boots when we start the bus They ain't scared of rap music, they scared of us This is that shit that the poor poor hate When we talkin' to our folks and they love and relate Shakin' in the boots when we start the bus They ain't scared of rap music, they scared of us Life in the game, showing no remorse and no shame. But I share, both angst, due to the dealing the cocaine in my brain. I know it's wrong, but a job would take too long. I'm robbing niggas at gunpoint just to keep my E on. And we own cognac and narcotics to keep from going neurotic. Pushing the product. necrotic, condoms, got Bugatti. I shot at my partner, drop the chopper and the laugh. This shit is a strap promoting the black on black. A systematic attack on me and my race. Face it, find a way out this cycle before I'm six feet deep in the dirt. The consequence of putting in rockies, money and hoes and clothes ain't worth it. Even though my pockets is hurting certain, It's going to be curtains if I keep on her As you get older, you just realize, man, it's human nature to have things. But I got to get out the game. Don't be shouting my name. Temptation calling. Well, I sacrifice my life in order to be balling. this all in time. This is that shit that the popos hate. When we talking to a folks and they love to the relate. Shaking in the boots when we start the butt. They ain't scared of rap music. They scared of us. This is that shit that the popos hate When we talking to our folks and they love and relate Shaking in their boots when we start the fun They ain't scared of rap music, they scared of fun
1: songs there about police. All Cops Are Bastards 1312. You are on 4 Z 102.1 FM. I love saying all those numbers. Now, we heard those two songs about the police. uh, Police State by The Great Shame and What the Popos Hate by The Coup. And... Now I'm going to talk about Peter Dutton, who is a former police officer. People are uh, really, like, the tide has really turned. I mean, I think he wasn't really popular anyway, and even even back last decade he was having trouble holding on to his seat. But somehow he, he did make it and made it as far to fail in an attempt, an attempted coup, Well, it basically, yeah, was a coup to get rid of Malcolm Turnbull. But he ended up being short on numbers. And that's one of the things that people like to joke about him is that he can't can't count to 43. Frequently, a tweet is sent and people turn the ensuing collective thread into comic gold. The Twitter sphere has turned on our embattled minister for Home Affairs, Peter Dutton. I feel almost sorry for a Dutton who really does come across as a complete loser. Then I realize this man who led the charge to spend millions or even billions of dollars preventing six people, including many children, from getting the appropriate care. This is the man responsible for the death of refugees on Nauru and Manus, and he is also responsible for deaths on onshore detention, including two in the last six weeks in Villawood in Sydney. This man is tearing families apart because one of the parents was not born in the right country with the right money or indeed the right connections if you're an au pair. This man has removed a family from a town where they are loved and appreciated and put them in a detention centre. And That family includes young children who are experiencing great deal of depression because because of their situation. The list goes on, but it is clear that Dutton is devoid of compassion and normal human feelings. So I assume the media advisors do Dutton's social media and the home affairs department spends eight million dollars a year on media on PR So one would assume that they would consider the public's likely response when they write tweets. But uh, they dropped this tweet and basically invited the... 871 replies, of which over 90% were paying out on the the soon-to-be former minister, and actually last night I went through, last night there weren't 871, but I did go through all of them uh, with, you know, insomnia, so I can't sleep, so I went through all of them, and yeah, probably by that stage over 90%, but now I've sort of yeah, rendered it down because maybe some people have come out in support of him and the tweet was this if bill shorten has measured the curtains at the lodge and a list of ambassador appointments settled is it too much to ask who his home affairs minister would be hashtag is it shane and That's referring to the shadow immigration minister, Shane Newman. So bam, the replies started uh, at Sarah Ruby writes, uh, she replied, mate, you can't even measure a half a billion dollars going missing right under your nose. Or was that deliberate Uh, hashtag paladin affair, which... Is the company they gave half a million dollars to, and they don't really know what's going on. And then the Matador66 says, the only thing Dutta needs to be measured up for is a brand new set of prison greens. So it keeps going. at Atpatcari, sorry, at Puri 9 said, isn't it logical that one should wait to see which members are elected before naming them? A home affairs minister, hashtag OzPoll, hashtags, is it rocket science? And yeah, various members, various people also pointed out that he's basically conceding defeat, that he won't, that the Liberal Party won't win. But then, so there's a, there's a, a refugee who's in. Uh, per, no Christmas Island he's in Christmas Island and his name is Nauru's Anise and he was the the one that was the whistleblower who came out who alleges that people are paying bribes to be let out of immigration detention up to the price or around the price of eighty thousand dollars who was in detention and he alleged he says he had a conversation with this person whose last name is Bethham and that he found out about this this issue where people are offering bribes and there's actually an investigation into that right Now, But after he wrote an article in Medium, after he did that, and then there was an age article about it, suddenly he was threatened with deportation straight away. And then on the weekend, he had his medications withdrawn. He wasn't able to get his medications. So a lot of people think that that is maybe payback and I'm getting right into Twitter at the moment. So you can go to at for love and freedom. And, uh, that is the account of Neruz Uh, Nez. And also one Twitter user who I mentioned at the beginning is at Sarah Ruby And I'd also recommend following, her i'm gonna to go to a song now it's called sunset strip by the riptides and then i'm gonna come back and talk about some of the things that peter dudden has fucked up The Riptides and Sunset Strip. And we don't want to be dwelling too much on Peter Dutton. And in fact, Gerald Keeney, a local artist, actually has argued quite extensively that we should not be even thinking of Peter Dutton. And we shouldn't even... I mean, who's Peter Dutton? We don't know. That's the kind of thing. So, yeah. But some of the things that people... Like to mention to to give him a uh, uh, mention for Don mentions that he tackled Green Senator Kerry Nettle to stop her talking to George W. Bush when Bush addressed our Parliament in 2003 or four. Abbott, I talked about this at the time. Abbott and uh, Morrison and Dutton at this uh, Pacific Islands conference made this joke about how the Pacific islanders will be having water lapping on their door and also Craig says he did an interview and where in the space of 90 seconds he said that refugees come here and take our jobs but also that they can't speak English so they'll be on welfare and I believe he also said that they were illiterate in the, in their own country so also he says uh, Craig says getting up in the morning, maybe fair enough and also campa- campaigning in his electorate on state issues which have nothing to do with him as a federal member and he's talking about using billboard ads for that Also, him recently, yeah, lying about the effect of the Medivac bill on hospital waiting lists. So uh, he's come out and he said, if the sick refugees come to Australia, then hospital waiting queue lists will go up and Australians will be... Forced to wait longer for their medical treatment because, because uh, I think people say it could be, it's like less than 1,000 people are coming to Australia, and this is a country of like 25 million people, so lots of people like to point out that if he, if the Uh, if the hospital system can't cope with a thousand extra people then there's something very very wrong with it and that related to that is also that he's being voted the worst health minister of all time and when I say all time I'm talking right back uh, right back to the big bang he also over saw a spying operation on Sarah Hanson Young. He called a female journalist a mad witch. And there's a Facebook page called Mad Fucking Witches, which is quite good value. So, actually, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on, but we're not going to have time or the inclination to talk about all of those tonight it's time for another song talking about Gerald Keeney and Gerald Keeney and the Gerald Keeneys. and I just made a reference to one of their songs which is Big Bang we're going to hear a song from them now called No Guru you're on 4 triple Z 102.1 FM. And the Gerald Keenies and No Kuru. I'm going to mention these International Women's Day events. In England, there's in London, there's the women's strike happening at the Bank of England, so that'll be interesting. And also, In Brisbane, there's the International Working Working Women's Day Rally, and it's happening from 1 till 3.30 on Saturday. It's at Queen's Gardens. There's actually two two International Women's Day events. There's one starting at 10 a.m. I have chosen to do an interview tonight with someone from... The Sex Worker Alliance. That is because one one of the one of the the earlier International Women's Day rally, the people organising it, are sex worker exclusionary and also trans exclusion and. Uh, I agree that people should be inclusive of all people. So International Working Day Rally. Also, there's Utopia International Women's Day Brisbane happening at five o'clock on Friday at the barnyard at the Rumpus Room. Very much. Now time for me to get out of here.
0: Check out subversion1312 online.
1: Subversion1312.org.
0: Facebook.com forward slash sub anarchy Show.
1: On Twitter, anarchy underscore show.
4: He's going to choke on
6: his harmonica outwards. Nothing ever
1: stands by itself. Everybody is a little bit of him. Nothing ever stands by itself. Everybody is a little bit of And on the 4 4ZZZ Triple website, for zzzorgau
2: I think that violence can be even, even applied to the natural environment because we rely upon the natural environment for our survival. But inanimate objects, especially those that are man-made and used to destroy life, I don't think you can be violent too. I think it's a lot of times more violent to allow them to exist.
1: There is a certain social process
2: which is known and very visible but perhaps not acknowledged as much as it should be it is that one where a new idea or an old one in new form is accepted by a minority while the majority are shouting treason rubbish kook communist capitalist or whatever is the term of abuse valued in that society and they develop this idea at first probably in secrecy or in semi-secrecy and then more and more visibly with more and more support until guess what, what? what? this seditious impossible wrong-headed idea becomes what is known what? as received opinion and is loved and valued what? by the majority what? What? Conclusion?
1: in a democracy please. Ignorant and meddlesome outsiders, the general population has to be kept from interfering. They can be spectators, but not participants. No matter how much legal action you put behind those, people are going to do what they want to do.
2: Spectators, but not participants.
0: It's time to talk about CENSORSHIP.
3: Send this song to 20 people. And isn't it stealing? At your name, don't break the cycle from people to people. Pass it along. People like MP3s. Pass it along.
5: How about trying this future on for size?